Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, and today's podcast is called, Are You Tired of Having to Nag Your Kids? <laughs> I'm guessing that many of you are giving me a loud, wholehearted, out loud, yes. Well, in today's podcast, my colleagues Jim Jackson and Chad Hangay and I are going to be talking about how and why nagging and arguing become the norm in so many of our families. We will also talk about our new online course called Less Arguing, More Wisdom, The Power of Questions for Parenting. The new online course has just been released and teaches parents how to cut down on the nagging and arguing in the home. So with that, let me welcome Jim and Chad. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I am well, Stacy. How are you? It's good to be with you again. It is. And hi, Chad. Hey, Stacy. How you doing? Doing great. Excited about this. I am too. Well, we get to talk about the course that we spent a long time writing. Absolutely. And, so, and that's fun. If we're going to cut down on nagging and arguing in the home, is this a parenting thing or a marriage thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. my kids are grown and gone, and I still get a little bit of dad, that's not really very helpful kind of stuff from my kids sometimes. Sure. We're going to talk about principles that go across the relationships, aren't we? Probably. We yeah. are, yes. But with a focus on parenting. Definitely. You, and you each have still got kids in your home. Yes, I have high schoolers. And I've got a senior in high school and a couple uh, in their 20s. And uh-huh. how does nagging play out in your homes? It plays out, especially when I'm not being very intentional about assigning tasks or being clear with my kids. How about you, Chad? Your yeah. kids are a little bit older, right? You've got one at home and the other yeah. two are out of the home now. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, largely now and uh, even earlier, it was really about unmet expectations. I had expectations. Mm. I felt like I talked about it a hundred times <laughs> with my kids and then they weren't met. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, what? in the world. Why do we have to keep talking about this? Just do your stuff. You know what you want done Mm -hmm. and they know what you want done, but they don't have a sense of why it matters, why it's important, why it's expected. And they've got their agenda. You've got yours. And two people who each have their own agendas tend to get power struggles, don't they? Yeah. I felt like I communicated as clearly as as could be. But I think, you know, what you're alluding to a little bit is, is getting their voice into it, which I don't think I did a real great job. And then just gets so frustrating. Right? right, because they're not meeting the expectations, and so I feel like I've got to say something again and mm-hmm. again and again. And every time I see the chore not done, I am frustrated. Right, right, yeah. So you two teamed up and wrote a course to help parents through this common struggle that we hear from parents all the time. They have about kids who won't do what I tell them to, about kids who resist chores, resist cleaning up, don't come for dinner when they're asked to come, seem to have their own agenda much of the time. You've found some ways as licensed coaches, Chad, you as a marriage and family therapist, I know, to help parents think about this in a whole new way, haven't you? We did. Because we know and we hear from parents all the time that this is a big deal. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a big deal across the board in all sorts of activities. Mm-hmm. So you're talking school, you're talking chores, you're talking screens, you're talking relationships. We find through coaching lots of parents and then hearing other parents through other means, as well as our own experience. Yes, <laughs> We find ourselves sure. just in the middle of talk, 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 yeah. talk, talk, talk. Yeah. And our kids are in essence going parent deaf because they can't hear anything that we're saying anymore. I remember giving a workshop one day and a mom raised her hand and she says, I am an expert at Ted talking my kids 
to death. Uh, <laughs> right. The 18-minute lecture yes. with all of the rationale and all of the good sense. Uh, and, right. uh, Stand and, right here on this little round <laughs> circle carpet and uh, yeah. give your talk. And what I think parents haven't learned is that there are very few children watching TED Talks. <laughs> right? Right, yes. right, right. So we as parents often justify how we act based on our kids' inaction, based on their lack of understanding. But there's something else going on, isn't there, with parents? I know you two invite parents to start being thoughtful about what's going on under the surface. What What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are some things that you've heard parents say as they start to dig this deeper layer about the things they think, about the things they feel that keep them stuck in these nagging patterns? Well, I think there's a, a sense of we, we let parents off the hook, and in essence, we let ourselves off the hook a little bit in that we have good intentions for our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's not about this idea of, of us being bad parents. We've got good intentions. We want them to do the things, to grow up, to be responsible, to be capable, take care of their things. And so I, I think that's a good starting point of going, hey, we've got good intentions, and that's, that's important to recognize. I think that parents feel like they are being responsible when they nag, right? I've had moms say to me, if I don't nag, nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. So they're trying Mm -hmm. to make life work for their family and for their kids and be on top of all of the different things. That's a good intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think I hear behind that a little bit of fear. Like if I don't do the thing that I always do to get stuff done, that it won't get done. So that's a near-term fear. And that, but then there's this longer-term fear. Like if, what are these kids going to turn out to be like right. if I don't corral them into doing the right thing now? Right. Making sure they get their shower. <laughs> what is going to happen if I don't nag and get that shower taken care of? Exactly. Yeah. Who's ever going to want to date my child right. if they don't shower? Uh-huh. So and I yeah. think behind that, too, I think that fear and anxiety, when we're, when we're fearful and anxious as parents, we become controlling. And uh, that's certainly true for yeah. me. I start kind of projecting this negative future on my child. How will they ever hold a job? How will they ever clean their house? How will they ever, and we just keep moving in that direction. And that drives, again, more of my nagging, more of my controlling, because I'm fearful that their future is not going to be the one that I have pictured for them. That's true. That hits to the heart, for sure. You know, I think another thing that parents do as we're talking about their good intentions is they want to fix the problems. I think of that Mm -hmm. as a mom, right? The kitchen needs to be cleaned. That's kind of a problem right now. Mm -hmm. I need to get that fixed and get that done. And so as a mom, I just feel like we, I say this all the time with my friends, we're, we're holding so many different plates. You know, we're trying to get it all done and get it all done in a timely manner. And that can come out as nagging. Yeah. So you two both talk a lot. And I know Uh, my wife Lynn as a parent coach also talks a lot about some of the emerging brain science that's coming out that's helping parents understand what goes on in in their own brains but then as well in the brains of their kids when we get locked in these power struggles. Can you talk a little bit about that right now and what are some important things to be aware of for parents that might help? There's lots of literature out there so it's not about uh, you know trying to just find this one piece but I think the overarching theme is that uh, nagging really does damage to relationships with our kids. Mm. It just puts us in this adversarial role instead of this a supportive role. I think it's uh, especially damaging to kids and our teenagers when they feel like we're just uh, fighting through each day, their kids over homework, over the technology rules over and over and over again. It really, I think, starts to develop and we start to see it in the research, just this chasm of kids actually becoming less responsible because of nagging rather than more responsible. Mm. I like that. We use this image in the online course of tug of war. It becomes this pattern of interaction where, you know, 
know, the parent is on one side and the child is on the other and they're playing tug of war over the garbage, over feeding the dog, over cleaning their room. And so that's, there's a lot of brain science around that, but that's what's going on as we nag. I hear this word damage. It's a scary word. We damage our kids. As I hear that as a parent, and I did some damage to my kids by way of kind of communicating a set of messages to them that really aren't aligned with God's truth for them, mm, right? Yes. Like if I communicate a message to you that you're irresponsible, that you're a pain, that you're a problem, that you don't listen, mm-hmm. then you start to embrace that as your identity. And I mean, that's a fashion of damage, isn't it? That's that's right. hurting our children. It's keeping them from growing toward the identity and the purposes God desires for them. Mm-hmm. This is really good stuff, you guys, and I'm eager to come back on the other side of the commercial and hear a little bit more about some of these dynamics and the ways they play out, and hopefully some of the ideas that you're going to point parents toward to get past all of these patterns. For sure. So we're going to look forward to that on the other side. Hi, friends. I'm Stacey Bellward, and with Chad Hangate, wrote the Connected Family's new online course called Less Arguing, More Wisdom, The Power of Questions for Parenting. All the information and to register now for the four-session online course is on our website, connectedfamilies.org. You know, as a mom, I have nagged, I have lectured. It's so easy to do when we are just trying to make life work. But for the last few months, as I was working on this course, I'd tell friends about the project, and you know what they would say? I need that. (laughs) It was funny, it was the same response every single time. We all want to cut down on the arguing in our houses. Well, Chad is a marriage and family therapist, and we are both certified coaches, and we've made a career of learning how to ask questions and listen. And you know what? We have practiced on our kids. We know how incredibly frustrating it is when you have to ask your kids six times to get their toys picked up. So we wrote this online course from our personal parenting experience because learning to ask questions really does shift the arguing and the nagging and it brings a teamwork mentality to the family. We are excited to be releasing this course in the next few weeks. The Power of Questions online course is four sessions. It teaches you how to stop arguing with your child and cultivate wisdom by asking thoughtful and curious questions. In the course, we cover how to ask the right questions, when not to ask a question, how to have difficult conversations, what to do when kids respond defensively, or how to hold your kids responsible. You guys, the course is only $38. The three bonus videos are worth that. Chad put together a bonus video on walking kids through decision making. It's really, really good. There are also a bunch of extra resources like talking point scripts for talking through responsibilities with your kids. Each session is only 25 minutes, so the whole thing should take you just over two hours. The course is starting very soon and you will see a change in your family. You can find all of the information on connectedfamilies.org, go to our website and register today. So we've been talking about this pattern, this tug of war that parents and their kids so often get into, a tug of war filled with some parental fear, but then some 
some power struggle yeah. and high right. defensiveness. And this course and some of the things that you're even going to talk about here over the next few minutes, you've put together to kind of help parents think through a sequence for how to break away from these patterns of power struggles and defensiveness. Can you yes. talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, the overarching thing is we want to break out of that pattern so that we can grow wisdom and grow responsibility in our children. And so, you know, we also, really practically, we want to see our kids taking out the garbage, <laughs> right, Chad? Yeah. Like, we want the task That's what done. this is really all about. <laughs> exactly. I knew it. Exactly. <laughs> that is what we want. But how do we come about that so that it's not a tug of war? Well, but I, I want to pause on that for just a minute because we sure. laugh about this, what we really want, uh -huh. part of this. But don't we have to admit as parents, well, that's kind of it. There is a piece of this that's kind of selfish. Yes, I want my children to learn that responsibility for themselves, for their lives, for their future spouses. Mm -hmm. But there's another part of me that wants to learn it so that my life is easier. I agree. It's true. I agree. Okay. Those are getting down into the motives and, and uh, my motives aren't always pure 100% yeah. of the time. It's always hard to figure out. I do want my kids to grow up to be responsible, but yeah, I do want my life to be a little easier. So yep. let's admit it. Okay. Let's take a breath together as parents. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we can be selfish sometimes too. Yeah. And that's all playing a part. We can never be purely unselfish in this, but when we name our selfishness, uh -huh. it, it tends to break the back of some of the craziness that we get ourselves into so often, doesn't it? I think it? so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, And it makes us safer as parents, doesn't it? Uh, and on the way to teaching this wisdom yeah. uh, that you're hoping to move the kids toward and responsibility, when they feel safe in our presence, like we're for them, not against them, even when it's time to take out the garbage, yeah. that's a helpful thing for them. For sure. And yes. so it's... It, kind of comes back to what we teach at Connected Families in all that we do, and that's what's going on in me. Being safe with our kids really is getting away from our judgments, mm -hmm. our judgments about why didn't you take out the garbage? Why didn't you feed the dog? And we communicate this in the online course by thinking through snorkeling, snorkeling. <laughs> so you're swimming on top of the water and you're snorkeling. just having a good old time. I know, I love snorkeling too. And we want to go deeper than snorkeling with our kids. So we want to cultivate in ourselves a lighthearted and curious frame of mind or heart position, mm -hmm. okay? Curious is a big word that we use in this online course. Okay, so curiousness, uh, if we could, I'd love to try to make that practical in the context of taking out garbage. Sure. So we do this thing typically, you didn't take out the garbage, get off your computer, this is not okay, you're gonna lose your computer for the week if you don't take the garbage out right now. Or we might ask a question, or we might say something that has a question mark at the end of it. Like, why didn't you take out the garbage? Right? <laughs> is that it's the a, kind of question you're talking about? <laughs> no, no, that I is didn't not the so. kind of questions right, we but teach. That's the kind of question that, that we might go, well, I asked questions. I asked him why he didn't, and he said he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So again, in this, I'm snorkeling. I want to help my child learn to develop some wisdom about more than just doing what I say because it's, it's less painful than not doing what I say. Use a question. I'm your child. I'm preoccupied with something. I haven't taken out the garbage. You notice that I haven't taken out the garbage. What are some ways that you might use questions to help me own that responsibility rather than just respond out of fear or, or fight back because I want to win the power struggle? Right. Well, I want to ask that question from a lighthearted and a curious place, right? So I'm going down in the water and I want to discover what's going on in my child right now. Hmm. And so from that place, we call that a safe place, a safe core of the conversation. I want to ask 
a question like, hey, what's been going on? How you doing? What have you been busy with in the last couple minutes? Okay, so a question that really has nothing to do about the garbage just yet, but just helps you learn and maybe get into my world a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Right. Yeah. I like that kind of question. You want to get in my world? What's going on? You want to understand what's going on with me. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that safe means that we're entering the conversation in a non-judgmental way. Okay. And then take out the garbage, or are there more questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, as uh, we're, we're kind of moving into uh, another aspect of what we teach in the course about how to hold kids responsible, and I, I think this first part is getting myself under control, taking my mm. own breath, mm. believing accurate things about myself and my child. That's, again, we it's, it's just that, that core of being safe. My tone of voice is not judgmental, but then there are places and times where we need to uh, hold our kids accountable and we, we start thinking about responsibility. So from a safe core and a, and a safe tone, we're talking about expectations. Mm-hmm. And there is a four-step plan that we talk about in holding kids accountable. I just want to cover a couple of those pieces right here. One, the first one is for parents, we determine what the expectations are, right? right? We don't ask our kids, you know, what time do you think you should go to bed, five-year-old, right? We say, hey, bedtime is this time or Mm -hmm. back to the garbage. So garbage day is Wednesday, Garbage needs to be taken out. We set an expectation here. And I think that's helpful for parents. A lot of times parents might feel like, well, then when do I actually talk or say something? Like, am I always asking my kids what they think? Now, there are times where we just say, this is what needs to happen. And then the, the next piece, and I think this is what we talked about at the beginning, where I missed it a lot as a parent, and I think a lot of parents do. We don't really get any sort of buy in or conversation with our kids. Like, this is the expectation, but when would be best for you to do this? Or what would it look like? Or would it need to happen between this time and yeah. this time? So there's there's just some level of conversation that goes on. Why is the garbage going out important? Like, yeah. those kinds yeah. of conversations mm-hmm. are so mm-hmm. important before we get to accountability. Now, what's going to happen if you don't do it? What kinds of consequences there might be? And that sort of thing. You know, the word we use in the online course is invite. And so we teach parents to have that conversation around inviting our children to buy into what the expectation is. We do set the expectation, but what does it mean for them to join us in that problem? The problem of getting your room clean, the problem of the garbage needing to be taken out. And so then we offer a lot of options for questions around inviting that Mm buy-in. Yeah, and I know in the course you kind of lay out a series of different sorts of questions that are really meant to help parents have a toolbox of questions, but they have to come from this heart of curiosity. Uh, And so now, just as a quick example, I'm that child, you want to invite me, you don't want to just nag me. You've told me that Wednesday night is the time the garbage has to go out. You've even invited me into a conversation about it. You've you've let me know that's my part of the family is to get the garbage out because if I don't, you know, I, I mean, I'm even imagining as I talk the different kinds of questions you might ask. Like, what happens if we just leave the garbage here? Well, mom takes it out. Well, well, but it's not mom's job anymore. It's your job. What will happen if it just stays there? Well, it'll start to stink and then that'll take it out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Very happily. Well, but we've decided it's your job. And so if it doesn't get taken out and nobody else takes it out, what will happen to the garbage? Well, it'll stink, of course, and then Mm -hmm. bugs will come and whatever. Okay, so is that what you want to happen? Do you want to leave the garbage? So if if you leave the garbage to do that, what do you think would be a helpful thing for us to do to help you know the 
garbage is your job. So, lots and lots of questions that can be asked. So I'm just this. trying to think of what are those questions that to me, the eight, the 10, the five, six year old child will help me start doing some thinking about all of this so that I can, as you're talking about this, own my part of the problem and yeah. take some responsibility. Yeah. What I like about the the word invite is that we've set the expectation, but we invite them to have control on how they want to fulfill that task. So when do they want to do it? What time of day? Do mm-hmm. they want to do it before dinner or after dinner? This kind of comes from the lighthearted and curious place, right? Yep. I'm releasing my control of having to have that task done exactly the way I want it done, exactly when I want it done, and the minute mm. I say that it should be done. That sounds like and such I'm, a relief. And I'm giving the kids some ownership. <laughs> that That's is. the buy-in yeah. that we talk through. Okay. Well, in this podcast, you've talked about the importance of understanding what's going on with us as the parents, learning to present our ourselves as safely as we can to our kids. This idea of inviting our kids through true curious questions, like how are you thinking about this? Not just those trapping questions, or I don't even know what to call them, but they call, what do they call those in the court of law? That kind of question. Leading leading questions. The leading Leading question, your honor. I'm getting you to answer so that you'll give the right answer so that we can prove that I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. But not that kind of question. Those are right? unhelpful questions. Right. Yeah. So, so, and sure. you're telling me that in the course there's even more help. But this is a, a quick idea is understand what's going on with me, be curious, and extend an invitation to your kids to, to sort out how they're going to take responsibility for what is theirs or what That's we've right. assigned them, what we've made clear in the expectations. That's yep. right. Well, it's good stuff. I think we want to make sure that everybody knows that there's an opportunity to get on board with this course. You can take a deeper dive. And take a deeper dive, right, Stacy? That's right. Are you enjoying our podcast? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All of the information about the Less Arguing, More Wisdom, The Power of Questions for Parenting online course is found through a link in our show notes or at connectedfamilies.org. Register today. We look forward to next time when Jim, Chad, and I will come back to the microphone to talk about how we can use questions as we guide kids through summer activity choices.